Here's the situation. What would it take for you to accept superstardom? I'm Rush Howell. And I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation, a very real podcast about very hypothetical situations. And TJ, this week, our theme is Stars and Strikes. Indeed. And we'll get back to that first one in a little while, and I'll explain it a little more fully when when we do. Sounds good. Uh, and we're on stars on that one. Um, and I, too, am going to start off with one uh, that comes from the stars uh, rather than the strikes uh, category. I love it. Okay. Uh, here's the situation. Ding! Oh, we should let Nate do that, right? Yeah, let that yeah, stay in. Uh, you go into a telescope shop, so you just you oh, already yeah. you predetermined that that noise of the door opening <laughs> that was the ding. You made. There we go. We're great. So the the two dings that happened were yeah. Were, were Although made I sense. I think the bell of the, the the telescope shop is a little more like ching 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 ching. Yeah, uh, you know who knows it's, if not full full on chimes. I mean, let's start with the telescope <laughs> shop is in bankruptcy because not a lot of people are going into a store dedicated only to telescopes. <laughs> But in I, any case, ironic that they lacked the uh, farsightedness to plan out their <laughs> their, their long term goals for their telescope shop. Yeah, they, they used the wrong end. <laughs> uh, okay, but you, you go into a telescope shop. Okay, um, you are given uh, four options from uh, the kind of strange man who ends up uh, behind the uh, behind the counter, and he says he's got four uh, magical telescopes. Okay, if if people hear a little scratching, I am I am grabbing a, uh, my paper. My scratch paper and a pencil. I'm ready when you're Very good, because I am indeed going to ask you to rank okay. these four these four options. I may have said four telescopes, but it's four options. Okay, buddy. Uh, option number one yep. is you can have a telescope that allows you to see when you pull it out into the future. The further you pull it out, the further you can see into the future. Okay. The second telescope is a telescope that can see near infinite distances. So as long as you calibrate it, you can see out to basically the realms of the ends of the universe, like wow. almost like you've got a Hubble telescope, but even maybe more powerful. But it's just it's in your. I like my option yep. so far, buddy. Option yeah. number three is a telescope that that uh, like geolocates. I'm not using the term exactly, but okay. fi- but finds crimes. Okay. So like it's like the Vertigo telescope, like the Jimmy Stewart had, except yep. uh, it can go much longer distances, and it's just. It kind of it like Ouija board guides you to finding crimes. Okay. And the fourth is uh, you get no telescope. Okay. So rank those four options in terms of do you want the telescopes? Uh, you know, in in what order would you take them? I am I am locked and uh, and and these are unless you talk me out of something. I am really rock solid. Okay. Immediately know exactly what I want. I love it. Great. Worst, no telescope. Okay. That's I don't I don't want no. I I don't walk into a telescope shop to walk out of here with no telescope. Well, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> Too the, many people have been doing that, which yeah. is what led to the financial distress of the telescope shoppery. Next worst is <laughs> you want to hear something weird? Yeah. I'm already I already changed my answer. Oh well, at least you were locked. You were hard locked. Yeah. Um, the, the next worst, I don't want to see the future. Okay. I don't want to see any of the future. Um, and then, uh, uh, second, second best now we'll start uh, doing it in relationship to the top is the crime finder. Okay. Good. Give me the crime finder. Good. Uh, I can help local and, you know, uh, national law enforcement in that. Um, and then, um, I want to see the near infinite distances. That's, that's my top most. I want a telescope that works like a telescope. 
Okay. <laughs> for that one. A, a it's super just like powered. a really great <laughs> yeah, telescope. Great so you're telescope. like, look, all these like magical editions uh-huh. are nice, but what I really want is <laughs> the greatest <laughs> basic telescope yeah. there is. I, okay, I like that. That seems like a reasonable order to me. Would you... It, it probably is not going to change your answer if you had thought about this, but it is true that if you take the telescope that looks into the future... If you were to flip it around and look at it in the wrong way, you can see back into the past. Into the past. Now, that that would intrigue me more. Well, it's true. that This telescope yeah. goes both ways. But given the temptation, the possibility that I could see into the future, I, 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 I think I would end up using it for that. And then once I started using it for that, I think there would be kind of no, maybe no end to it. I, right. I don't want to know what's coming. I really don't want to know what's coming for anybody. I, I think all of these telescopes, the reason that I would say... There's a, it's a, to have the option where you don't get any telescope is that they all bring potential drawbacks to if, them. If I turn the crime finder around, do I solve previous crimes? You get to go and look at, I guess, old crimes. <laughs> or no, 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 you don't want to do that because that makes criminals see you. <laughs> oh. So all these criminals are on the other if end. If I turn the no, no telescope around, does it become a telescope? Uh, no, it's, okay. it's nothing. But if you take the world's greatest telescope, the Hubble, and then it becomes the world's greatest microscope, if you flip it the oh, other okay. way. Okay, so the near the one I the one I want becomes yeah. an insanely good. Yeah, you're not, you're not you're not changing your answer wow. based on that. No, no, I'm doing. I'm, I'm gonna stick with that. Yeah, I you know I'm gonna put the um. I, I what am I gonna do with these crimes? Like I guess I'm gonna call nine one one or whatever, but I, I think that I'm gonna. The only difference I would have is I'm gonna put the future telescope. But especially because I can see the past flipping right. it the other way, which I'm pretty excited to do. Uh, I'm going to put that number two. Well, the thing with the crime one, I was thinking, like, I'm not getting out of bed to to find a guy who r- ran a red light. Yeah. But if, you know, if there was something out there that was like the Golden State Killer or whatever, sure. and, you know, I could help with, you know, some something like that, you know, some some serial offender or whatever right then you know i might do i might help out that way super important that you maintain your identity like secretly though and the cops never release like oh the guy with the crime finding telescope it's smoking aces at that point or whatever people come get you yeah yeah, that was a rough yeah a rough film um yeah and then uh, a slight change to, to the hypo but let's just say Everything's the same as I said, except now the guy that is running the store um, appears to you to more or less almost certainly be like uh, the devil. Mm-hmm. He's got like, you know, okay. he's just kind of obviously the devil. Uh, and he's like, hey, each of these mm-hmm. are wonderful, but they come with a price. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you willing to take on any of them or are you just out I'd of there? i probably completely inverse my list and take no telescope first. Right. Yeah. What if it's like, he's like, all of them come with a pretty small curse. I won't tell you exactly what it is, but it's like one one hundredth the size of the quality of the boon that you I think get. I'm okay without. Yeah. I think I'm all right. Right. So. It, hey, you know, one man's small curse is another man's enormous curse, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Rush. Here's the situation. Great. And uh, we'll, we'll stick with, uh, we'll stick with, um, uh, other otherworldly beings for for these first for these first two, so um, this goes to oh uh, this you don't need to know that this but what put me on this was uh, strikes and then bowling and then when you go bowling renting shoes so you uh, are confronted one morning by an empathy imp mm. all right and it says to you. Today, I prefer he goes by an imp. Yeah, Kathy. I hear you, but then he has to say like 
And if you saw how it was spelled, right, you'd, yeah. then no, you'd really get it. I'm already you know? wrong. I'm yeah. already wrong. <laughs> it says to you, today you are literally going to spend the day in someone else's shoes. Okay. You can go outside and you can stand on a busy corner for 15 minutes and select the one person whose shoes you will be wearing. But you must not look at anyone below the knees. Oh, oh, I can't look at their shoes. You cannot. Got it. What criteria are you going to use and or what are you looking for in a person whom which you will be switching shoes? Uh, first and foremost, I want someone wearing a sweatsuit. Okay. So, it, and I want it to be a, a man uh, just because I, I think I have like a size 11 uh, foot and I don't, I, I definitely don't want to be in a shoe that's too small I hear for a full day. That's brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a shoe that's a little too large. So I'm looking for somebody who's probably like six one yep. and in a sweatsuit. And if that happens in the 15 minutes, like I'm home free because that guy's wearing sneakers um, or something that's like lace up. It's just going to be comfortable and easy for me to get into that. Yep. Uh, I'm never, I'm never taking anybody who's like, dressed in business attire I hear you. because you know like most people are going to have lace-up shoes um, i'm not going to take a woman i can't possibly get like into heels it's a debacle mm-hmm. the only thing that might be interesting is like to do a day in heels just so i could like up my empathy <laughs> since i'm talking to an empathy imp to be like because i've always thought like it's good to to take on some of these things that people have to do like a lot and just do it once so uh-huh. you can so you can kind of recognize the sacrifice people are making in certain regards so like maybe i would enjoy that for a day but if i'm really looking like for a nice day yeah. for myself yeah give me the person in the sweatsuit uh, you know i've i've often wanted to like um you know, like you know, someone, one of your friends who's always like kind of sick or like oh my arm hurts or like i would like to for five minutes let me know what the Make me feel exactly like that person is feeling. Yes. Whether it's the pain or whether it's like, I'm sick. Like, let me, is that person like, because I think in my head, like, I bet you they're, they feel like I feel normally. Right. And they think they're sick. Right. But my, like, my, my status quo level is, is what you would consider lay in bed all day, you know, like, and then there's some people like I know who are like, you know, massively tolerant to pain, you know, like my dad would be like, ah, man, my back's a little tight. And I have a feeling if I was feeling that way, I'd be screaming. Right. He's got two slip discs. Yeah. You know, he's just like, like, I'm not going to a doctor. A little tight. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's it's. You know what I used to always think about in that regard was, so I was a distance runner in Mm -hmm. high school and briefly in college. And I, I was a pretty good distance runner. I mean, I, I was good enough to run in college, but not good enough to really kind of do well in college. So I quit doing it. Um, but I, I used to always think, because it's so, I mean, my best events were probably the mile in track and the 5K in, in cross country. And I, I just, there's so much pain that you're enduring uh, really from the middle of those races on where you're going into, you know, deep into aerobic and 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 at times into anaerobic like late so does that does that pain strike you like in the chest around your lungs or is it all legs and it's a mixture you've got the lactic acid in your legs making it feel like your legs are dying but then it's the deep burn inside the the chest and the lungs um and and then just there's like this overall uh assault on your willpower too that's like why are you doing that you know because you're you're pushing yourself at, at beyond what you should be mm-hmm. and keeping it and maintaining it for 
you know, four minutes and 20 seconds or whatever for a mile. Is or that what you did in a mile? You did a mile? In high school, it was probably like 425, 424, Nasty. something like that. Nice work. Um, my best was 416 in the mile. Ooh. And then uh, and then in cross country, you know, you're out there for, you know, I, I was in high school. I was always trying to beat 16 minutes, which I never did. But that was, I could get kind of close to that. And and that's 16 minutes of pain. But anyway, the, the what I, why I brought it up was I always wondered if the amount of pain I was feeling was normal, mm-hmm. was a little higher than most people would feel, which I like to think that it was, mm-hmm. so that I was, if right. only I had a little I higher, or I actually think probably it was a little lower because, you know, I was just, you know, gifted for whatever reason mm-hmm. and like a relatively low heart rate and, and all these other things. So maybe I felt a little less pain than the guys that were running you know, trying hard and running 18 and a half minutes instead of 16 and a half. Right. But I was always fascinated by that. Like, yeah. I would love to have the empathy up, come and let me feel like some situations like that in yeah. my life, just to know how, how is this feeling for other people? Like, or like, I don't know, you get, uh, you have a terrible breakup. Yeah. Like, how's that feel for somebody else? It would be super interesting yeah. to, to be able to go into another person's shoes. I get, um, I get migraine headaches and mm. they are, they're, they're the worst thing I experience on a regular basis. Like, uh, sure. thankfully, so far at least, I've dodged kidney stones run in my family. Ooh. And I've heard, you know, like my brother has told me that's the worst worst pain he's ever felt. Like doubled over, uh, nauseating, you know, pain to the sure. point of you, you get nauseous. Um, but a migraine for someone who's never had one is a real, seems like a really difficult thing to, to explain because people are just like, oh, it's a really bad headache. And it's like, it that don't come close to touching it. There's... Yeah. There's um, bl- like partial blindness, n- nausea. It's um, my words get mixed up, l- literally like sort right. of like strokish. I can't speak the way I, I want to. And I would like, uh, you know, like, oh, migraine. Sure, man. You know, like, oh, yeah, I've, I've had those. Like, you don't you don't know what you're talking <laughs> about if you said, yeah. oh, I've had one of those. We'll see, like, uh, the, I, I will make a statement that uh, the empathy imp would slap me across <laughs> the face for you will as well, which is I, it's hard for me not to be like bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I don't I do believe I truly believe that you go through this thing that's worse than, you know, for me just having a really bad headache. But it's like it's hard because. Like you said, you, you run into a lot of people. I mean, the people that have migraines often also have a bunch of other, like, oh, I feel bad all the mm-hmm. time. And it's hard to, um, I don't know, sometimes it's hard for me to, uh, it, food allergies is another thing like that, mm-hmm. where I'm like, well, I just don't, because I, cause I've never felt it, it's difficult for me to empathize with it. So much so that, like I talked about walking in the high heels, I wouldn't mind having one migraine one time so that I could be like, mm-hmm. all right, I, now I get it. I see the difference that you're talking about between, you know, because whatever. I had one. I stopped counting at 20 separate trips to the bathroom to vomit. Oh. I vomited past food, past bile, past dry heaving to some other liquid that I don't know where it came from. Oh, my God. It was, That's it horrific. Was brutal. Horrific. I live I live in fear of them. I always have a migraine pill on me. Always. Oh, well. Oh, and I would have done pretty much the same. My first criterion would have been height. I'm looking for someone about my about my height for shoes. Right. And then someone who's casual. I don't I don't have a foot thing, I don't really worry about it, but I don't actually want sneakers if I can get around it. So it's just someone who's in like jeans and a t shirt. So it might be sneakers, yeah. but it also might just be some sort of casual, you know, casual shoe. That's what I'm hoping so, for. So so I have an idiosyncratic thing where I love socks. Like I, you're almost never going to oh, find right. me not wearing socks. And when I was a kid, 
and they said like, hey, if you had all the money in the world, what would you do? I'm like, new pair of socks every day. Daily. To have that feeling like of the brand new sock. I just love it. <laughs> and I hate uh, open-toed shoes. And so when I say sweatsuit, it's idiosyncratic for me because that person is not wearing um, you, you know, open-toed shoes. You don't open flip-flops. Yeah, I, I don't wear stocks. them. I hate them. I don't I wear them. them either. I don't know how people wear the one with the uh, the 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 thing in between your front two toes. Right. That thing, like, yeah. that feels like that's sawing my foot in half the yeah. couple of times I've worn those. I mean, even for me, like, the, I tried the Allbirds. Everybody's like, the Allbirds are the greatest thing in the world. And I can see why people like them, but I'm just like, now give me a sock. Yeah. I, I'm just very comfortable with I the like sock. I like a sock, too. All right. Good. I like the empathy imp, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. I, 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 you know, I'd like to meet him one We time. got more out of that one than I thought we would. Yeah. I, I'll tell you that. I, I have a, a great friend who... uh he's one of my best friends in the world and he's just like great leader great person like and he told me one time he went and took one of those like personality tests to see like what his leadership skills would be like <laughs> and he did he was like 95th percentile in all the qualities you want for a leader except he was like one percentile in empathy <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a dictator he's, think, he's made to be a dictator I, I basically basically <laughs> but he, i don't know I, th- I think he was over overstating that for whatever reason. Okay, uh, TJ, here's the situation. All right. Um, and this one, this would be a, maybe a little more serious. Um, you're offered a voyage on a spaceship. Okay. On that spaceship, you will travel for one year, and then you will be taken to a utopian planet where your life is extended by at least 100 good years. Mm. And the the planet overall is... it it. There's no hunger. There's no political strife. There's no war. Tasty offer. It's a it's a great place. You have to leave a week from today. Okay. What is the minimum number of passengers you need to be able to bring along with you before you agree to leave one week from today, never able to return? Mm, mother. Wow. Even with that offer, I'm not sure how many people... How many like of my family would want to to go even? So, right, they won't be forced. Yeah, to. Yeah, it's still off the top of my head. I would say like you know minimum minimum number. Give me passage for like nine others. So you're not going if they say we're only giving you eight. Um. Yeah, probably. Uh, I, well, let me think. I'm not sure I'm going. Okay, so first of all, like you're not sure, you're not sure if they gave you 500 that you're going. Correct. Okay. If yeah, if if they gave me all the all the all the room offer, all the room they could, I'm not sure I'm going. Um, well, what if they said seven billion? So you get to take Earth and replace current Earth with this utopian planet that can fit everybody. There's a lot of people I don't want to live to be 190. You know, like <laughs> yeah, man. Know. I like watching some people die. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, uh, I get. I guess they say seven billion. Okay, let's just switch out. Let's just switch out Earths. But um, I have a feeling if I ran this past, like mom, dad, my brother, my uncles, uh, like a couple of them be like, "No, nah, I'm good." Right. You know, like so. There's going to be some, you know, some separation of. I think some people coming and going or not not going. Yep. Um. 
So I don't know. Well, let be... me ask you a question then, you know, because I had that question and now what you're saying is making me stumble onto what I suddenly think is a more in- interesting question, mm-hmm. which is what decade in terms of uh, age, what age range is going to have the highest percentage of people that say, I will get on that ship. Interesting. Are, I think it might be both ends of the of the barbell. So you think really young people and really old people I would be more so. likely to I do it. I think people like up to I think people up to like 25 30 and I think people 70 and and over. I think you're going to get in that middle range the most amount of people who are like I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm all right here. I'm I'm settled mm-hmm. in and I think I still have a, a lot of life in front of me. I think there's a more adventurous thing to the younger folks who right. like, why wouldn't I want to live in a utopian thing? And I think older folks would like the idea of a hundred extra years tacked on. But I think people in the middle, kind of like myself, would sort of like have to think about it a little bit more. Do you have a feeling? Uh, I, well, I haven't thought about it either. I think my reaction's a little different, not totally different. So let's start with the first thing you said, which is the the young folks are likely to go. I totally agree with that. I think that if I'm 25, if I'm 15 to 25, I'm like, absolutely. You know, because first of all, I have all the time in the world to form new relationships and mm-hmm. You know, I, I just I've already been back to back like transient ty- or transitional type experiences where I had to meet a ton of new people at college, a ton of new people right uh-huh, after college. Right. Why not go meet a ton of new people yeah. on the plane? Yeah. You know what? It stinks that a lot of my friends are out. Well, all of my friends, if I go solo, right. are, are never I'm never going to see again. But I, I think I can make make a lot of use out yeah. of it. You're more acquainted. Your life up to then has been more acquainted with new things and adventure and wonder and all that. Yeah. Now, I, but I think that the other two prongs, uh, my gut reaction is that I disagree with you. The, my gut reaction is that for the oldest ranges, that they're going to say that you're going to have a higher percentage of people who are like, I've done my thing. I've had my trip. You know, it, we're already kind of getting closer to the end. I've made peace with that. Uh, I've got my legacy here. I want to watch uh, the the things that I enjoy still here, and um, I'm gonna let that go. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let my life go, and and I'm okay with that. I've already uh, reached a certain level of peace. I I think especially maybe if the people weren't allowed to bring anyone else on, they'd say, well, yeah. you know. But I, I don't know, because movies have done it the other way, where the old person wants to do that, like Cocoon and Cocoon, so forth. Right. My mom and dad are in the 70-year-old range, and they would beat you to death, I think, for another 100 years apiece. Yeah. Without a doubt. They, there's nowhere near done. And in fact- well, like, Let's not make that a situation. No, right? but but I, I can answer on their behalf. <laughs> that, would you beat my friend Rush to death for another another 100 years apiece? Because um, I know, like, especially at their age, they're both still working. Yeah. And so like I think my mom's, you know, my mom and dad are probably getting closer to to retiring. But then like I know they'd want to have a bunch of time then to just go and do the stuff yeah. that they didn't, you know, didn't have the, the means or the time to do uh, already. Yeah. And and again, look, I I I absolutely could be wrong and I, and and I don't think I'm not saying hey, 15% of the people 70 and older are going to take it. I'm just saying a lower percentage yep. of them than the others. And then and then I, I do feel more strongly that the the people in our age band, you know, 
40s, early 50s, late 30s. I mean, that's like classic midlife crisis is a thing for a reason. I think those people are going to say, yeah, give me 100 more years. You'd hop on immediately. Uh, well, I don't know. It's hard when you get to take zero people, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, I'd have to think about it for sure. I mean, it's a rough, it's a rough, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing, Yeah, you know, and it's, it's a major thought experiment to, to say, I'm going to leave behind everything. Right. You know, I mean, God, just, just even like, not even just losing all your friends and family, which is horrific, but, but also the. I got to restart, like figuring out what I'm going to do, like what my, what you know, how, how I'm going to fit onto this planet. Like, I don't know. That could be difficult. I don't care that it's a utopia. I'd still like, you know, to uh, find a, a group that I fit in well with. Um, did you have a, that hundred um, years is going to be tough. Did you have a minimum amount of people that you would have, you would have settled for and needed? You know, I, I just thought I was going to be idiosyncratically high. I keep okay. using that word. I'm going to use that word as many times as I can on this episode. <laughs> but I thought that, um, I, I just thought I was going to need, like, I was going to want, like, 50 passes, and okay. then I was going to be really sad when people were like, we're not going with you on this, <laughs> this uh, never-ending Oh, we're going. Journey. We're just not going with you. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, no, we were already in. We, another, another We got a 1,000 people each, but we didn't reach out to you. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Rush. I have one for you based on stars. Great. So the, uh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame uh, looked it up, and it celebrates primarily musicians, actors, directors, producers and in my time of walking it i also remember like radio personalities or whatever being on there so here's the situation you get to have your own walk of fame to celebrate people in fields you want to commemorate so give me a list of the fields you want recognized on your walk of fame okay um great wedding toasters okay great <laughs> uh, i think i think they deserve more than more <laughs> accolades because that usually ends that night and then maybe if there's a video of the wedding then they might get some a little bit of a little bit of propers yeah uh, you know a year later or 10 years down the road yeah i'll tell you what there's this there's this uh video Mm -hmm. going around of like the greatest wedding wedding toast ever i've watched that yeah yeah it wasn't Mm -hmm. the guy does like a 20 minute video and it's like it's it's clever and funny but that is way too long there's some good lines in it there's some good. Lines oh, you've in seen it. this one? I think so. Uh, it's I'm doing the. It's like almost like a Benny Hill type thing where he, he he films himself going leave running out of the wedding reception and going off. Oh and it's no! Way too much about that. him. Oh no! I haven't seen that. And, and it God, it goes on forever. So I I think there's like a a general misunderstanding mm-hmm. about what makes a good wedding toast. So let's start with that. Secondly, um, I think the people that have that skill, we should we should uh, you know, have accolades for great. That. Uh, all right, so other areas that I think should have uh, now. What are the, give me one more time the ones that are on there? The on the real one, and you can certainly double up if you like. You yeah. know, if you like these fields, musicians, actors, directors, producers, radio people. There might be another large group, but that's that's the ones that I saw listed in the uh, in the article. Yeah, I mean, all of those are great. I mean, I like all of those things. I like pop culture, and I like movies and music and everything else. So th- those are all fine. Um, I don't think athletes, even though as much as I love sports, I don't need to put those on there. They already get enough accolades. You know what I mean? Um, I think I, I want it to be like, yeah, I, I want, I would want people that say yes to shit. Okay. Those are like my, those people, I love those people. Like, you know, when you're like, 
uh, we already told one story about Brian Shortall. I'm going to tell <laughs> right. another story about Brian Shortall. It's, and you're not saying, yes, men. You're saying, like, game dogs, man. I, that's like, what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm talking about, like, look, life is uh, a, a like a, a series of kind of repetitive, sometimes boring events that is not that bad. You know, we work our way through it, but y- you have the occasional memory mm-hmm. that really stands out and kind of adds the spice to life, right? And a lot of that for me is when somebody is just says yes to a thing you think they're going to say no to, and you're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> so one time uh, I called Brian. Um, I was like, hey, buddy, where where are you? And he's like, oh, I'm just at, at Second City. And I said, great, we're going to go to Vegas. We're leaving in two hours. I haven't been able to get you by phone. Do you want to go? And he's like, I'm in. And it turns out he had just gotten off of a plane, back from somewhere, gone to Second City, like picked up, you know, charged his phone or whatever it was at the time, and was like, yep, here we go. Lost so he's still, still had his garment he, he bag He had his on bag already right. packed, and, he, you know, it's dirty, but he just takes the same bag. And I love that. I had a friend named Jeff Densky in college who I just felt like, you know, no matter what, I could be like, hey, uh, I'm thinking about, like, let's take a road trip at uh, 2 in the morning to the New Jersey Shore, and uh, let's, like, just, I don't know, see this, that, or the other that we've never done, you know? And he'd be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just, I don't know. People that say yes, that like, I, that is a that is an underrated to yeah. me uh, quality of a person. And so... um yeah, gamers. it could be the game bird, absolute gamers. Absolute yeah. gamers. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of other stuff that I would put onto a walk of fame, uh, I'm getting my mom and dad on mine, so I'm oh, doing nice. plumbers and teachers. Okay, I'm putting like you know, I'm I'm putting those two professions. How, I mean, which teachers on get on the hall of fame? Uh, my mom, and then I don't really care. Okay, I'll get my mom on there, and then. Uh, yeah, we had a pretty, we had a really good English teacher named Sister Marlene. I didn't have her, but I put Sister Marlene on there, and my dad's gonna be on there. And then, uh, you know, like, I guess you'd have to write, you know, a letter of submission of like, hey, one time, middle of winter, fifteen below, pipes blow at three in the morning. Guess who popped over to my house? Yeah, you know. Jock Delansky was there, like Jock Delansky's in on my yeah, on the wall and then of fame. taught your kids English while the <laughs> floor flooded. That's what we're going with, right? That you're talking about teachers, <laughs> yeah, teachers, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I yeah, agree. Taught them how to fix their own pipes. You know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So my brother's a teacher. He won a Star Teacher Award, so that he kind of did. Cool. He kind of did get that. Very cool. Um, I think I, I would be I would be hesitant to just like any teacher goes on the Walk of Fame. No, but that no, would be the same yeah, with yeah, any. You'd have to have done something. Yeah, that'd be the same with any. I'm know. putting Red Sox players only. Red Sox players on my Walk of Fame. Yeah, Red Sox players, and then whoever does the best in your like backyard baseball game. Yes. <laughs> those are the only guys that are allowed on there. People speaking you play of, with. Speaking of gamers, those yeah. are some gamers. Um, I don't know. There, there are a bunch of other things. That, you know, I mean, like philanthropists. Yeah. Um, you know, because that's pretty great. I'm putting uh, great bakers on mine. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, like great. Uh, I would probably put like, um, you know, the five best like food trucks in like New okay, York or nice. something like that. You know that that would be way up there, but not like the fancy food trucks, the I ones hear. that have been around. Yeah, you know, uh, big fan of those things. I'm putting authors on mine, and then in in kind of a, a no snub maybe to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I'm putting the great character actors on mm-hmm. mine. M. Emmett Walsh is ending up on on okay. my Walk of Fame. 
Charles Durning, you know, like the real quality character actors. Yeah. Selma Diamond. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Do you remember the lady from Night Court? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Selma Diamond. Okay. <laughs> All right. You tell me she doesn't belong on a walk of fame. Yeah, hey. I mean, pretty much all of Night Court. <laughs> yeah, Richard Mall. <laughs> yeah, believe it. We can't have Larroquette. He got too big. Yeah. Larroquette can't be on there. Harry Anderson can be on either for, <laughs> for uh, actors or magicians. Marky, is it Marky Post? Yeah, Marky Post. Yeah, Marky Post. You better believe it. <laughs> oh, Brent man. Spiner. Night Court, by the way. Remember uh, Brent Spiner? TV show <laughs> theme Great. walk of fame. Oh. I- can we have that? Can we yeah. have a walk of fame for TV? Yeah. Look, there's going to be way too many walk of fames. we got to move on because I could do these for <laughs> for hours and hours. All right. Uh, okay, TJ, here's the situation. Hit me. You go bowling uh, with a woman you're friends with. Hmm? You meet her new boyfriend. Okay. You like him. Great. He's fun. He's polite. He uh, gets along with everybody. <laughs> this sounded almost the way you read that. Like it was the beginning of a match game question. It could be. But instead of renting shoes, he rented blank. <laughs> well, that's what I had. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, if I had the theme teed up, I would just I would make Boom, you do it. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I uh, well, anyway, we'll just, we'll do, we'll finish this one out. Let's just make it quick. Um so you like him. He's polite. Um, he, he's he's a pretty good bowler, and it's all fun. Uh, but uh, you notice after about the sixth frame, he's cheating at bowling. Mm. Just straight. And he's doing it in a really, like, over-the-top kind of way. Like, he's hiding this ball that the other person likes using and saying, mm. oh, there are no 10-pounders. Mm. And making them bowl with 14-pounders. It's not working for mm-hmm. his opponent. Um, you notice it. Nobody else notices it. Yeah. Do you mention anything? Do I do. You, do you ruin the vibe? I do. Uh, not there, not then, but this good friend of mine. Uh, I'll give her a buzz. I'll give her a buzz the next day. All right. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna wait. You're gonna let it play out, but you're gonna tell him, "Hey, I hate to tell you, but you're this guy who I otherwise liked. Yeah, is he's a cheater. Yeah, I, I would like her. I would like her to know that, and that seems like. One of the qualities that could indicate a much larger uh, deficit of character. If you're willing to, you know, like if, if he was doing it in a fun way of like, I don't know where your ball is, but clearly walked it over to, you know, another right. lane. Then then I was like, OK, this guy's, you know, he's a huckster. He's a joke. He's, he's you know, he's a, he's a jokey dude. But if you're actually like really trying to get away with it, then I would worry about the long-term health of my friend's relationship with a guy who was willing to to cheat at something so inconsequential yep. that he would cheat at something much larger. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I probably, I'm not 100% sure I would because I it, it's funny, like my job is all about confrontation. And so I like to kind of take confrontation out of most mm-hmm. of the rest of my life. But uh, I think I would probably do it. You yeah. know, I'd just say, hey, this was really weird. I would definitely talk behind that guy's back to other people and be like, should we tell, <laughs> should we tell our friend? You because want a little backing before I do. you? Okay. I want, I, I want, you. if I, luckily, hopefully I talk to you and you're like, oh yeah. Sarah, me and the boys have been thinking about right. something. And uh, they'd like to say, they'd like to tell you. Uh, so then the only follow up um, to this short situation is what percentage confident do you have to be that he cheated before you bring it up absolutely sir 100 percent. yeah 99 you're not doing it no 
Okay. No, I have to be, I have to be entirely, entirely certain. Cause uh, otherwise then like to, to accuse a guy of something, you know, to accuse anyone, man or man or woman of something that they, that they didn't do. And then to sow that seed of doubt in someone else's head seems mm. like if I'm not locked, locked, solid, right. perfect on that, then, then I, I could be, um, I could be damaging our friendship. I could be like putting them in a weird trick bag. Now they have to have some talk about like something that, that, you right. know, they didn't do. And, <clears throat> but then she'll be revealed to think that he would be capable of, of something like that. So right. if I'm going to open the door to her thinking he is capable of something like that, then I better be sure he did that thing. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that, and, and I'll I'll give you an example mm-hmm. as to, and I maybe you'll even agree with me when maybe. I finish this example. Am I? And that is, let's say instead of cheating and bowling, he's murdering his girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't need to be one hundred percent sure that the guy has murdered his girlfriends before I would go tell my friend who's his girlfriend, "Hey, I think your uh, new boyfriend is a guy who's murdered his girlfriends in the past." How are you ninety eight percent sure he murdered before? I don't know. Let's just, I mean, it doesn't matter. Don't fight the hypo, my friend. Like, I, you but you're in your hypo, you said, could you be 99% sure? Like, yeah. how, how would I be so close to certain? Like, I saw, I saw him hit her with an axe. I'm not sure she died. No, like, I don't know. Like, I think we're 99% of sure stuff all the time. Like, if I go to bed and the Red Sox are up seven to two on the Yankees and they've got two strikes. In the, the uh, bottom our, of the ninth, the way our bullpen is, I wouldn't be yeah. sure. I wouldn't and, well, be sure. Well, I'm anything. at least like ninety percent sure. At least workmen on the mound at that the, point. The or? next day, so I, look, I think there are plenty of scenarios I could come up with. If it was when Uiharo is still closing, yeah, then I'm hitting. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay to hit the sack. Right. Know, okay. But. Well, the Yankees are up <laughs> seventeen to nothing during Rivera's prime, and he's uh, got two strikes and two outs in the bottom mm-hmm. of the ninth. You know, we got that off him on 4 You know, yeah. I, you didn't, you I'm, didn't still come wa- back I'm still watching. I'm still watching. Seventeen zero. Right. Well, I'm ninety nine percent. So I don't know. I like I, you find a bunch of clues. You didn't see it occur, but you have all the circumstantial evidence that it, that that occurred. Then I'm then I'm turning the I, I'm going to make a comment about it. Now cheating and bowling is obviously I need a, a higher percentage uh, because I I come off like a weirdo mm-hmm. if I'm like I think your boyfriend's a bowling cheater <laughs> and she's like I don't even give a shit, dude. <laughs> Like, why are you here anyway? Like, we're friends. Why you? Why, why are you spectating? You invited me. Yeah, but why you? Why you got an eagle eye? My boyfriend, bowling cheater. What are you jealous? You know, that's, that's gonna go badly. <laughs> uh, I have a, I have a, I have maybe a good one, okay. maybe a weird. It's a weird one either way. Sure. Um, so this is also based on strike. Here's the situation, Rush. You are a renowned strike organizer and expert at identifying what should be the primary demands made by a group going on strike. So I'm going to give you a couple labor groups, and I want you to come up with a couple of big union demands for them. Okay. Cool. So they're going to strike. Here's what they should be demanding. And these, obviously, as will be shown very soon... They're not actual groups. Okay. Okay. No, but understood. I'm like, I'm the chief negotiator. Yeah. And these are a couple key issues. Key issues. That I think we should be demanding. Yeah. Got it. All right. So the first group is UKEEB, the Union of Keebler Elf Bakers. Okay. Uh, all right. Number one, I want um, I, I want no uh, references to Santa Claus. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm tired of being confused with the other elves from the North Pole, North Pole, <laughs> and like I just there's too many crit, so no Christmas decorations mm-hmm. can be in the shop whatsoever. Second thing, we just need better conditions. I yeah, mean, I hear you. It is brutal in there, crowded. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, we're going, like, I can't remember exactly. Are they, like, baking in a shoe? They're in a wood. They're in a tree. Yeah, they're in a tree. I mean, Piping hot ovens yeah. in, in a wooden, like, tree trunk. Yeah, so I'm like, let's get out of the current trees we're in and go to those, like, Sherman Redwoods, you yeah. know, so I got a, at least a little more room in there. <laughs> so those are my two demands. All right. Uh, the next group is the IOMKD, the International Organization of Mario Kart Drivers. Oh, okay. Uh, so number one, like I want to get rid of that, uh, what, that blue shell, that blue spike. We called it the emperor shell. And I mean, if I'm driving and I'm like, I'm in first place and this thing can target me and homing, hone in on me forever. Like, and it knocks me the hell up and now, oh, no, thank you. Okay. I want to get rid of that. Um, I also think like, uh, you know, it's not fair with the fake boxes. Okay. So, you know, you can drop like a fake box. Uh, it looks like one of the regular boxes and it explodes when I hit it. I just think that's cruel. And I don't think these guys uh, should have to do it. I know nothing about this group. I just saw you play one time and yeah, it yeah. seemed incredibly dangerous. It seemed yeah. like very, very dangerous working. Uh, it's horrible out there. And I, I mean, there's a lot of things I would want to remove if I was really looking out for these <laughs> Mario Kart drivers. But that those are, you know, I can only do two. So those are the first two. That okay. Come How about IFKIP, the International Federation of Chess Pawns? Oh, um, hmm. I'm going to say this is a big ask. We're never going to get it. Mm -hmm. I'd like to get to the penultimate row to be, to be turned into a queen. Great. Start there. Let him, let them negotiate you down. Exactly. Yeah. You got to come in. You got to come, you got to anchor the, the bid ask, you know, really high up there. That's the issue. You know, you can have some give on, you know? So like you you put that out there. Yeah. yeah, But what I've really wanted for a long time. Is those horses can't jump over me? Okay, great. Yeah. I mean, it's terrifying every time. They Dangerous leave enough me. out there without horses coming from your back. Yeah, but at side. least I know with the yeah. bishop, he's gonna, he, yeah. you know, he's gonna slide right by. Right, you. he's always running diagonally, <laughs> and I'm like, buddy, you'd be a lot easier to, you know, you, you could be more, way more effective if you weren't, you know, so rigid in your <laughs> movements. But yeah, those are my two. Last group, Al Ugept, the American Labor Union. Oh, you don't need. I know. Okay. I'm sure you do of Google-eyed pencil toppers. (laughs) And just so you know which ones you're representing, I don't know if this is a subgroup of the Google-eyed pencil toppers, but they're the ones that are kind of like combed out yarn where if you like, if you do that with a pencil really fast, they get super like frizzed out. And then you kind of like can, you know, stroke your hand along the, the, the top of the pencil to make them sort of like pointed back up again. If Got that, it. If you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I do know those things. Um, I'm going to say, you know, my, my recollection is I want, first of all, I want $85 an hour okay, minimum wow. uh, because they go through hell. Yeah. I mean, they're getting beat up, roughed up. Like you said, people are spinning it and yeah. pulling their hair. And then the second thing I want to do is, is, um, I'd like uh, an agreement that there can be no more of those troll dolls uh-huh. that I are kind you. of similar. Yep, because those I are taking you. market share from us. Yep, they play. They they dabble in the same pool for sure. Right. Nice I job. Like, nice like, job. Well, that hey, wasn't I'm, easy. I try to do my best as a as a union <laughs> organizer. Oh, you're the best in the biz. Uh, okay, let's do another one. We're still in stars and strikes. Yep. All right. Here's the situation. Okay. You are in charge of coming up with the superstition that will be followed for a bowler who has at least six strikes on the way to a perfect game. So, you know, with no hitters, that's what made me think of it. You can't talk to them, Mm -hmm. and then they start sliding further and further away from the dugout, and I love it. Yep. I love it. 
Yeah. I will. Uh, I, while you're thinking, I'll tell a quick story, which is um, when I, I was a summer associate doing my first like summer in between first and second year in law school. And I was offered tickets to the Braves against, I guess it was probably the Diamondbacks. And I didn't go. And Randy Johnson threw a perfect game. Mm. And I, I've always regretted because it was like, it looked like it was going to rain. And so I didn't go and I've always regretted it. And then I, I, I knew that was bad. And then I talked to my friend, Brett Alachi, who, who went to that game. And I said, you know, I always think about that. I'm so upset. He goes, you're upset. You should talk to you should talk to this guy Rudy who left in the seventh. <laughs> what? Didn't know. Didn't, Didn't know, know a perfect game was going on. But What's they were he watching. I don't know, man. But they were all like, you know, they were all trying not to even talk about it, even in the crowd. And he, he this guy just gets up and goes, and they're all looking. They at him did like such he's a good job of not talking about it yeah. that Rudy was entirely uninformed of the situation. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, I, I go to the ballpark to watch the game. By the way. Oh, yeah. you know, a lot of people go to like, eh, we'll have some beers, we'll talk. Like, I don't want to get into a chat about non-baseball subjects mm-hmm. if I'm at the ball game. I'm, yeah. I'm watching. I'm watching that ball. Well, you're game a serious intently. baseball fan. I am. I am. I like. I love sports, but I, I'm gonna. I'm happy to talk about whatever, especially baseball. It's a pretty slow sport. Mm-hmm. So here's here's um, what I think. Uh, the there's a couple superstitions I came up with okay. for this. So this this person's got the the perfect game going. Once after the sixth frame, I think you said, is yeah. that what you said? Um, if you are you were, you're bowling with them on the same lanes and stuff like that, yeah. you you obviously don't have one going. You take your ball off the rack. Oh, I like it. That ball comes back alone in the ball <laughs> like return it. and and is is allowed to have it pristinely. It doesn't touch the non-perfect game. You know, it doesn't get a non-perfect game ball juju on it. That's great. You sit with your ball in your lap. That's great. I. I'm going to caution you. You may not want to do the second one because I love that first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. I, the, the other one was was is is the the weaker of the two. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like um, where I grew up, there's a it's called candle pin bowling. It's a okay. it's a smaller ball about the size of a bocce ball. Different shaped pins. You get three balls. So it's a, it's a different it's a different mm-hmm. form that's popular in New England, southern southern Canada. Uh, there's also duck pins that was big in Connecticut and stuff. But the only reason I say this is that sometimes people would have sort of like a a wet cloth, and then there's a blower at the at the base at the base of the ball return. Ah, got and it. so you would touch it, and you it would just make your hand a little bit more tacky. If by chance people were sharing a towel, then you don't touch the towel anymore, and you don't put your hand over the blower. You don't need it. Let all of that, let all that positive energy go to the person with the perfect, with the perfect game. You don't, you don't use the blower. You don't touch the, you don't touch the towel. Um, so what that would be the, it feels like the get your ball off the, off the ball return is yeah. the, is the more, it's a nice visual observance without having to say a single word about like, Hey, you got, you got a perfect game going. I like it. I, I will tell you that even as you were describing that, I got kind of excited about this other type of bowling and mm. i was really thinking about that more even than your than your than your answer and i apologize but i, I love the uh the no you know it, as as his or her ball is coming back it's just alone and that alone. person now knows i like mm-hmm. it because you up the pressure a little bit too because <laughs> you're playing against them and it's after the sixth frame and people have to start noticing too because yep. it's like the thumb on your nose or yep. the finger on your mm-hmm. nose because you can't go tell everybody else no. right People have to notice it, and you'll and it's it's truly. I great. picture it sort of happens like as the person is is on the approach for their sixth frame, and they're perfect up till then. 
as that ball is going down, people have, you know, like, cause now he's at the end of the end of the lane, right yeah. at the, you know, at the, uh, at the end of the approach, people are there pulling their, their balls off. So he turns around. It's an empty, it's an empty knows. ball return yeah. at that point. I love it. Yeah. That, that would be, it. Uh, let's, let's institute that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'll never bowl with anyone who's made six consecutive strikes. <laughs> Um, quick follow-ups on that. Yes. Uh, do you believe that you are capable of jinxing a sporting event? Like, do you actually believe that you can? Mm, no. No, I don't believe I can either. Yeah. Do you nonetheless avoid Absolutely. jinxes? Absolutely. Me too. Absolutely. 100%. Why yeah. do we do that? I don't know. What's the matter with us? Um, You know what? It, with baseball stuff, and I'm, I'm thinking specifically about like the no-hitter and, and things like that, I think it's just... As much as anything, it's an observation of tradition, and mm-hmm. I and I appreciate the tradition of it. I'm not going to be the one who steps on a hundred years of history of of talking of talking to a guy. If that pitcher wants to talk to me, I'm going to chat with him the whole the whole time. And I watched a uh, uh, ESPN had a special on perfect games, yep. and and some of them don't want to be you know like don't want to be talked to. Mark Burley was like, guys, please talk to me. Like yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was Burley who was like, You're let's not do out. that. Yeah, like let's out. you know, and he's joking with people, and I think that's absolutely fine. And I would like to think that's the way I would. I would handle it if I had a perfecto going. Yeah. Um, but I don't wanna I don't wanna be the one that messes with tradition as far as as far as that goes. And still, like if I don't know, it makes me feel more involved. If I'm watching a, a Pats game and I'm uh, sitting at this end of the couch and we're doing well and I end up coming back and sitting at the other end of the couch and they start sucking, then I'm gonna move right. to the other end of the couch, knowing it does nothing, but it makes me feel like I'm more part of it, I guess. Yeah, so it's a. I like your answer. It's interesting to me. I would love to read like a philosophy paper on this. I do think that you call it tradition. I would. I would maybe call it maybe make it a little broader and say social norms. Mm-hmm. I think social norms play into it because it's like, hey, don't bother me when my team is winning. It's just kind of observed. It's kind of how we behave, mm-hmm. and it's rude of you if you if 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 you reach out to me and Federer is up in the fifth set in a match he's supposed to lose, yep. and you reach out to me and you're like, he's got it. Yep. Because first of all, like, there's no you gain nothing if he then wins it. Yep. But if he loses, you've made me just very angry, and I mm-hmm. think that ties into the social norm. However, social norms alone cannot explain this because I do these things by myself too. Yep. And you you hit on that with moving down the couch. So I'd love to read like a paper or something on that because I these two statements are true. I do not believe I can actually affect mm-hmm. a sporting event, and I absolutely avoid jinxes, and I get upset if you jinx me. Does it entertain? A fantasy that we're a little more powerful, that that we, the fantasy that we're more powerful than we are. That- I think that's a great point. I think we all think we are at the center of the universe more mm-hmm. than we actually are, mm-hmm. and I think um, that's got to be a big part of it. Is that you know, and you want to feel connected. You want to feel like somehow you matter to the Boston Red Sox. Yep. Which, no offense, of course you don't. Nope. So. There's got to be a big part of that. I've watched you throw dice, and if you're on a hot roll, and yeah. you know you will spin around or do whatever you did yeah, the right, first right. time, and so I mean you don't believe that spinning around has any effect on those on those dice. Do I you? don't. Okay, but, but that's a little different because part of what I'm trying to do when I play craps is have fun, uh-huh. and I want the table to be having a good time, and I want I want the shared experience. Okay. And that's why I like craps better than blackjack. Okay, is is for that reason. So there, but I'm not saying that that doesn't weigh into it too. The, the my this want to be at the center of the universe, want to think I can control <laughs> the dice in the air. Um, also, I might be a li- just crazy enough to say 
hey, I think if I do the exact same routine with these things that are, you know, beholden to the laws of physics, maybe I'm slightly more likely to recreate the same role and I don't want a seven. I hear you. But anyway, that's stupid. Okay. I'm not saying it's not true. Should we go back to the top, buddy? Or we yes. But let me right before we do that, let me give you just a quick I love it. A quick one. Um feels like a bonus. Yeah, this is a bonus. Um, I'm going to name, this is, this is, uh, stars in the sense of, uh, celebrities. Okay. So I'm going to name some fake celebrities, um, for you. And I just want you to tell me what they're famous for. Oh, sure. That's all there is to it. Uh, these are, these are not celebrities, TJ. These no. are people I'm going to claim are celebrities. Let's start with Larry Benary. <laughs> Larry Benary. Uh, uh, he was, uh, he's like a long, he's like one of those endurance boating dudes okay. who like, We'll go around Cape Horn and like the Tierra del Fuego and stuff like that solo. Oh God, Larry Benary, uh, solo and nude. Yeah, right. And then there's a documentary. Uh, who are um? I forget who are Scoot and Chip Chastain. Oh, really? Yeah, Scoot and Chip Chastain. Uh, they. Uh, <laughs> I I hate uh man uh, they. I, I didn't want I didn't want this to be the connotation because you said Chip Chip Chastain yeah Chip yeah. Chastain they're uh, they 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 train performance squirrels <laughs> okay um like to do things to do things that That's no right. one thought squirrels would That's be able right. to accomplish like you know crack a small safe you know those yes. little banks oh yeah <laughs> I remember that I saw one America's one, Got yeah. Talent now I remember it's only one number but still it's pretty cool that they can you know like yeah, yeah. show me another squirrel that's cracking a safe but you know I remember that Scoot and Chip Chastain uh, who, uh, remind me of the Blister Sisters <laughs> um they, they, the Blister Sisters I'm sorry the Blister Sisters is one person <laughs> <laughs> she's she's one lady. The Blister Sisters refers to her right hand, which she uses to play a guitar faster than anyone uh, has ever played a guitar in uh, in history. She's so fast they think it's two people, yeah. but it's not. The, <laughs> the Blister, Blister Sisters, Sisters are the the digits of her right hand. Uh, Lefty Massengale. <laughs> oh no, really? Yeah, Lefty Massengale. How odd, man! I gotta get a, I gotta get the douche out of my head. Yeah. right Right, that was a product oh yeah massingale yeah Yeah, this is lefty lefty massingale trick trick shot artist um who had who 100 percent shoots with his off hand he damaged his his actual initial his his original sharpshooting hand was damaged had to switch and that's what makes him as impressive because he's he's just as good with his off hand as he was with his i wonder if there is a professional pool player last name massingale because uh-huh. I swear to God, that was what I thought too. Really? When I did Lefty Massengale, I was like one of those guys who wears like a tuxedo and shoots <laughs> trick pool shots. I swear to God, I had the exact same thought. Um, <laughs> all right, well that's that that's good. <laughs> so back back to the top, and here's with with a little more a little more information to yeah. it. So this is also based on stars. Here's the situation, Rush. You are offered a sum of money, but along with it comes the highest achievable level of international stardom. Okay. So uh, Beyonce, Michael Jackson, uh, Ronaldo, or whatever. So there's no place you can go alone without being, you know, like, there's no place out in the world you can go without being accosted, without being asked for photographs, without, uh, you know, this and that and this and that. Right. What is the least amount of money figure that you would uh, agree or accept for massive international nonstop fame 
And otherwise, it's status quo, right? Like, I don't have some skill or anything. It's just I'm famous for God knows why. Yeah. um, Mm. But, like, if you go to the movies, you're not going to be able just to sit there and watch watch a movie. You go to a restaurant, people are going to walk up to you. There's going to be paparazzi called. You're going to walk back outside, and there's going to be... TMZ or whatever with a with a mic in your in your face. That's a, that's a tough one because I'm not sure the answer. I don't know. I'm not sure that it's not zero. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure I wouldn't pay to be super famous. Maybe I would like it. It's hard for me to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm not uh, averse to uh, being recognized, mm-hmm. but I I so rarely recognize that uh, doesn't. Uh, I don't run into that. But you would, just so you know, th- this would be to the level of every time you leave your building. Oh, I get it. I there's get it. four or five No, I get it. It's, uh, and, it's, it's, right. there's, but look, I, I'm assuming I get like the good parts of fame that come with that too, which are like, you know, I get everything I want in life for free. I'm, I'm you know, uh, I'm attractive to everybody, you know, because they'd be like, oh my God, I got to hang out with this famous person. You're um, as attractive as Michael Jackson would have been considered at least. Uh well no I mean I'm just thinking like I mean people are like uh, bend over backwards to for, be for famous people you right know? but uh, that you also have to deal know, with want... the for what reason do I mean, these can people borrow... want to hang out hang around right. with you you know but can I borrow the empathy imp for one day <laughs> and just walk around in this super famous person's shoes and see how bad it is because I, I mean I'll tell you like I don't know I went to dinner with uh, Will Ferrell one time we were at my uh, cousin's wedding and uh, he was an un- unbelievably nice guy everybody basically says that about him um, and we, we hung out with him for a few days and we went to dinner and you know he's just getting interrupted even we were in Hawaii and he's mm-hmm. getting interrupted uh, at dinner and it's frustrating because mm-hmm. you know and 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 I was like boy I mean that would get that would yep. just drive me, you know, bananas. You're in Hawaii and you want to go see a sunset, and you're and you're Will Ferrell. You best not just go walk on a public beach yeah. alone to quietly look at the sunset because it ain't gonna it ain't gonna go like that. Yeah, and most of the people, unfortunately, I think most people that engage with you are like, you know, the people you don't want to anyway. Mm-hmm. Because I think most people that you might enjoy more kind of engaging. Because I'm I'm not gonna be opposed to like. If I were super famous, I would try to engage with people, you know, when I had time and, and, and I would try to make it, I'd try to have the energy where I was all, you know, most people would be like, oh, he was really nice, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, there would come times where it's just like, hey, come you on. Can't, yeah, but, you can't um, sustain But anyway, I, look, I, I, I can't give a good answer because I don't know whether the answer is zero or not. Yeah. And and I would have to think more about it, but I, I um, because it's either something like, it's either zero or or I pay, or it's something like, and it's gonna sound stupid because I'm I'm giving such a mm-hmm. dichotomy. No, but, it's uh, but idiosyncratic it's, 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 even. Yeah, right, right. It's either that or it's like, honestly, like twelve million dollars. I would say two hundred million dollars was my number. Oh my god, like that's way too high. Mm-mm. It's way too high because if you get forty million dollars, you can never, you never need to be seen again. Mm-hmm. Two hundred mil. Never need. You got your forty. What's the difference between forty and two hundred? One hundred and sixty million dollars. <laughs> right, well, I, I lose. I lose on the math. That's for sure. But no, I. I, I don't think. Look, I, I. I don't. If there's anything I'm willing to do for two hundred million, this is a sidebar. But if there's anything I'm willing to do for two hundred million, I'm probably willing to do it for forty. I mean, I, I guess I just um like, I guess you could buy like a, 
an island or something? Well, and- what I picture is like, let's say you, you want to walk on a beach and, you know, and look at the sunset. Right. If you do that anywhere public, you're getting, you're getting molested. Yeah. So already like now I got to find exclusive places, private beaches. Yep. I have to like, I, 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 I like would not want to endure a commercial flight you know, mm-hmm. like where where that's just going to be like nonstop pictures and stuff. So like everything I do has to be like this premium price at like you know at, at these massive rates to fly yeah. private from Hawaii back to wherever. I think I could you know like go through an insane amount of money if I want to take someone. If I want to take my wife out for anniversary dinner like do i have to rent out a whole and you know like a whole restaurant or have hire someone to come to our house you know so we can have you know a nice a nice time and have it be like uninterrupted i think yeah. i would just go through money like in, in an insane rate so 200 mil for me yeah i i don't know i think you could have 40 million and go through it an insane rate and <laughs> going, still give a ton to charity do 40 mil in the first two years <laughs> man. i yeah look i mean one thing i'm not thinking about too is i'm thinking about like Will Ferrell. I'm not thinking about like Kim and Kanye. Uh-huh. And I do think it's an extra level. I think like if I had the the difficulties that come with fame from somebody who's an A-lister but not like over the top, you know, I can still walk out of my house, get in my car, do different stuff. And from time to time there's going to be somebody bothering, but it's not going to be it's not going to smother me mm-hmm. the way that it would if I were one of these other, one of these other very, very most. Where you have a people. convoy following you, you know. It, yeah. You know, you even do drive your own car, get out of the house. You're gonna have a convoy following you to wherever it is that you're yeah. going. You know. Like, well, look, I'm gonna talk to the empathy imp. I'm gonna do it for one day. <laughs> I'm gonna get good. back to you later. <laughs> That's here's the situation. Uh, Nate Defort helps, uh, or not helps, does produce. Uh, Julie Nichols does our music. Emily Cardamus did the artwork. She helped with the art. <laughs> she helped with the art. <laughs> Um, and our uh, go feel free to email us at here's the situation podcast at gmail.com we had a few weeks ago we had some some great submissions we used um, we used I think all of them for, yeah. for that week and we haven't had any in a while so feel free to uh, go ahead and write in right and I will say this um, just to piggyback on that no. uh, we occasionally get people that will send both TJ and I uh, like either via Twitter or something else, a suggestion, which we like, but if you will never use those because we try never to use one that we've both seen in yep. advance. So instead, if you send them to the email, uh, you know, if you care to try to get a suggestion, a situation on, that's the better way to do it. And we can't guarantee we'll use them, but we, we got nothing against using them if they're, if they're, uh, they're good and uh, incite some conversation. So I think that's about it. Yeah, Rush? That's it. All right. Hope to talk to you next time.